You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is Sci-Fi 5, your five minutes of science fiction history for February 4th. It was on this day in 1940 that George A. Romero was born, and while we sadly lost the auteur on July 16th of 2017, today on what would have been his 82nd birthday, we are here to celebrate the many accomplishments of an esteemed member of the Masters of Horror, one who would avoid Hollywood in nearly all of his endeavors, and whose work helped to inspire the entire zombie genre. Long before those many accolades, however, George A. Romero was born and raised in New York City, and was bitten by the film bug at an early age. He began making short films with his 8mm camera at the age of 14. In addition, he was known to frequently make trips to Manhattan by way of the subway to visit a film rental company so that he could watch one of his favorite films, 1951's The Tales of Hoffman. That is, of course, if Romero could get his hands on it. It turns out that another young man by the name of Martin Scorsese, yes, that Scorsese, was also extremely fond of the 1951 movie, and would sometimes beat Romero to the punch. The Tales of Hoffman and 1948's The Red Shoes, from the same directors, were among Romero's key inspirations to becoming a film director. While attending Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Romero would spend his time at the Pittsburgh Motion Picture Laboratory, an unpaid task that required the young man to deliver developed footage to local news stations in the area. While he may not have been paid for this work, it did at the very least afford him the opportunity to learn from those who had years' worth of knowledge as editors, learning how to cut film footage. During his time at the university, Romero also had the pleasure of working as a gopher on a movie called North by Northwest, directed by one Alfred Hitchcock. It was after graduating in 1960 that Romero would go on to co-found The Latent Image, the Pittsburgh-based company that would create commercials for a variety of local companies, with one such television advertisement being a rather remarkable riff on 1966 Fantastic Voyage for Calgon Detergent. In addition, while Romero might be best known for his treks into the horror genre, he actually received his first real start as a film director on a children's television program. More on this unlikely career entry after this. George A. Romero got his big break while working on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, eventually directing a short entitled Mr. Rogers Gets a Tonsillectomy which Rogers hoped would help children to be less frightened when having to visit a doctor or hospital. That same year would see the release of 1968's Night of the Living Dead, and the birth of the zombie genre in pop culture as we are familiar with it these days, although it does bear pointing out that Romero and his friends never originally called the shambling horde of undead by the Z-word. They were described as ghouls. A fitting distinction, as Romero went on the record that it was Richard Matheson's novel, I Am Legend, that was the genesis for his film idea. In his first feature film, George A. Romero, along with his cast and crew, would prove that the greatest danger in the movie at the end of the day came not from the flesh-eating undead, but the flagrant mistrust and prejudices of human beings. Social commentary became the norm for Romero in his later work, too. Although first and foremost, his goal was to deliver an entertaining picture where he didn't have to sacrifice his vision for the film. Over the years, Romero would revisit the zombie apocalypse he helped to create in 1968 five more times which included a 1990 remake that featured special effects legend Tom Savini in the director's chair, but also Candyman star Tony Todd and Babylon 5's Patricia Tallman, who also had a small role in Romero's cult favorite Knight Riders back in 1981. 
he struck up a lifelong friendship with Stephen King, and the duo collaborated on their cinematic ode to the iconic series of comic books published by EC Comics with Creepshow in 1982. In fact, Romero had been involved with more than a few failed adaptations of King's works, including Salem's Lot and The Stand. And while it would take far more than five minutes to discuss the numerous projects that Romero worked on that didn't see the light of day, his Resident Evil film, for example, we can rest easy knowing that his body of work continues to influence and inspire future generations of filmmakers to come. This has been five minutes of science fiction history, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 4th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.